I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, welcome back to Sweet, a lady's guide to bro culture. My name is Gina Bloom, and this is the podcast where I, a transgender stand-up comic, uh, bring some of my favorite comedy ladies into the studio to talk about their first experiences with Bro movies, bro events, bro everything, everything bro. And then we have uh, another person, sometimes a man, sometimes a woman, that is already a fan of whatever we're talking about. And then we discuss the qualities of it and whether or not it has anything to say about the behavior of men in general. And usually it kind of does in its own dopey way. And speaking of kind of does in its own dopey way, uh, the thing we're talking about today is a very special very special film to me i'd actually just um i just recovered a memory of this film not too long ago on another podcast right here on the more banana network um and it was such a a pleasant such a pleasant little memory that i ended up telling the story like the next night on a show and now i it this has like changed my life and it's all thanks to the fact that i have rewatched. This film, and it is none other than A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warriors. Now, this is the third part of, I think, like eight or so uh, Freddy films. And this is, the, this, is the, um, this is the first film where they really, like, nailed down, like, the tone of the, of, the, of the franchise. Like, it had been, like, the first movie had been kind of darker than uh, the later movies. A little bit more of a legitimate horror film. The second movie is just really, 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 really gay. It's a really, really gay movie. It's about it's about a boy who gets possessed by by Freddy, and Freddy makes him murder his classmates in the most homoerotic ways possible. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two is is its own thing that a lot of people just kind of want to forget. I think it's wonderful. And in Part Three, we have the returning heroine Nancy is now uh, an intern at a mental hospital that has the last of the remaining Elm Street children at it, and Freddy is there to murder and terrorize them. And then they all sort of come together and learn that they can control their dreams and they can meet up uh, through the power of one of the teenagers who can bring other people into her dreams. It's a whole convoluted mythology, and that's what we're here to talk about, Nightmare on Street Part 3. Now... If you look at the the contemporaneous reviews, um, it's pretty mixed, actually. It's pretty mixed. If you look at Roger Ebert said, this is filmmaking by the numbers without soul. But Janet Maslin of the New York Times said at the time, the film's, gen- the film's dream sequences are ingenious and they feature some remarkable nightmare images and special effects. So probably the most respected of the films besides the original not that saying a lot, but it's uh, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of people that like it. Not, it's actually my favorite film in this franchise, and we have a special treat 
uh, for us today because last week we had the the amazing duo of Catherine Henson and Melissa Diaz to discuss uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Yes, and we had Catherine here to defend it. Uh, Melissa had never heard it before. And the chemistry was so palpable and amazing that I immediately wanted to bring them right back, but switch the roles. And today we have Catherine. Say hello, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Yes. Very vaudeville of you. Thank you. And she had never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. And we have Melissa. Say hello, Melissa. Hello. And this is one of your favorite films too, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So we've, we've now switched chairs. And we've switched roles, and now we're here to talk about the opposite of Neutral Milk Hotel, and that is A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Uh, Catherine, give us your first impressions. I enjoyed the movie. I like stuff like this. It's um, a fun little film. <laughs> it absolutely is. Well, I like I like plot lines where you're like, oh, these were the last of the you know Elm Street children. And I like, I'm a big fan of David Cronenberg. And oh, yeah. this, yeah. this had feel like that kind of feeling to me. Some of those uh, it had like a, had like a, like a dumb Cronenberg version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like some of the with the weird yes. <laughs> effects and the and the stuff happening. And um, Patricia Arquette really was you know a bad actress in this. I like her. I love her. I like, true romance. But I mean, like I, I was watching her scream, and I was thinking. So they were like, "That's the best screamer we got in this audition." And it was just like you know, but. I, I was into the film. I but, liked it. But to be fair, Patricia Arquette, not her best performance, but uh, among the ensemble, probably one of the better actors, I thought. Because it's not like, besides Lawrence Fishburne, who... Yeah, uh, that I was like, what the fuck is yeah, happening here? <laughs> just weirdly what appears sh- as an orderly. <laughs> he was he was the best actor. He was absolutely <laughs> the best actor, yes. Um, yes. He was he was above the material, but he didn't act like it. He was He was there to... He was there to pay his rent, and he was happy to pay his rent. He's he's a comic doing comedy at midnight in an Italian restaurant to yes, two people. Exactly. That's what he's doing. Exactly. He's giving it his all. He's giving it his all. Um, he's, but um, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the film. The Angelo Badalami, I think that's how you say his name. He did all the music for David Lynch, so I oh, was interested right. to see that he did the music for this because he also a talented person. Because I was like, some of this is really bad music. But it like went with the film. It was like, nah, you know. <laughs> All right, Melissa, give us your impressions on, on the rewatch. On the rewatch? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you got. I mean, obviously, well, it's just interesting. You know, it's an 80s movie. It's an 80s movie, right? When did it come out? Yeah, I think like 87 or 87? something like that. 87, yeah. And uh, you could definitely see that. <laughs> In, uh, in a lot of different ways, not just the hair, but just everything. Uh, even the sort of um, comic book strip cinematography that yeah. they tried to kind of put together, the lights, you know, that kind of stark yeah, shadow, there, there, blue I mean, light, red some light. little things that don't really date very well. Nothing too yeah. offensive. I think like every... <laughs> It's, it is kind of funny that every African-American in the film talks in like some kind of like 70s jive. jive. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they all do. They all talk Get out of here, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Cougar, how about Freddy Cougar up your fucking ass, motherfucker? Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. A lot of jive going going on between the, the, mm-hmm. the two African-American young men in this film. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely like, a, it's like a solid B movie. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. But I love B horror. Yeah. Especially B horror with this touch of comedy. Yeah. You know, Freddy Krueger's like riffing, like he's crowd working yeah, a crowd. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's the best. And the, yeah, everything you guys said is true, but it's so funny because when you try to get a movie or a show where there's like an ensemble cast, yeah, right. The the the, the uh, chemistry is really important, right? Everything has to kind of fall together. And in this movie, you can clearly see that every single element in this movie would have derailed ev- any other movie, right? It would have just made <laughs> it unwatchable. Yeah. And somehow. All of these mistakes yeah. just fell together and made like a good Bunch thing. Of happy accidents all came together. Yeah, all these like things that could have would have just been like, well, this movie's terrible. Just they all just held each other up, right? Somehow, and it it's, was great. It's like uh, a carny at a state fair. You know, have you ever seen him like taping the zipper ride? You know, <laughs> duct taping <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and you're like, I'm still getting on this yeah, ride, yeah, exactly. and it's gonna do exactly for me what I want. That is, that's how. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is, and and this the riskiness just makes it more yeah, enjoyable, it it more exciting. Yeah. It's like I could have died. Yeah. yeah, and um, I just like that that part where 
uh, I guess they're like in the house and then there's the heroin addict girl or like the ex yes, yes, and he like ex-heroin. throws like six needles into her like yeah. gaping yeah. Like, but even better than they're not just gaping they're sucking <laughs> they're yeah, sucking yeah. on her arm yes. they're, they're like little mouths sucking for the heroin that's great I, it, I was like I, I know I was like damn that I'm having fun right now those details <laughs> like, yeah. are good I can like I can you know handle a lot generally I'm pretty desensitized but like in one of the first kids that he did where he like ripped his uh, oh yeah like innards out and then like out of his feet and out of his hands and then walked him like a puppet yep you know like even that's even though that's 80s effects I was like oh I am feeling you know a little uncomfortable because I'm like ah I can like well 80s effects are pretty good like animatronics yeah the the, the practical effects with like the the makeup and like not just the computer and stuff those those were actually things that there was yes they were like ropes and like they could be pretty effective well it was effective because i was like damn that you know that would suck i was like that would really you know and i felt like in that totally this um, this was i had kind of gotten a little bit on the rewatch i'm glad i saw it again because the one with the girl lifting weights and then she becomes a roach and she's in a roach motel that's in another one that's in part four yes i was expecting that to happen and that but that's another you know that's not this movie but that's like another creative and and it's always you know it focuses on that individual person's flaw or or weakness fear vulnerability you know and exploits it and it's like a weird like uh irony to like the way that they all die it's great yeah no i so you know so what is your experience with, with this franchise other than I'm that t- first I thing? have more experience with the Jason franchise. Yeah. Because when I started this, I was like thinking, I there was one scene that for whatever reason, they, okay, when I was moving from Reno to California, my mom dropped me off at my grandma's retirement home and they were having a marathon of the Jason movies. <laughs> so this was like, she was driving stuff from Reno to California and she would stop and check in. So for around six hours straight, my grandma and her boyfriend are just sitting on the couch and I am consuming like these horror movies at a rapid rate, like things I'd never seen before. And I remember there's like a scene where these two people are making out in a hot tub and he like locks the door and then he boils them alive. Oh, and yeah. I, I remember, remember for some reason that one really touched me and my mom like walked in and was like, what, what are you guys watching? And my grandma was like, Oh, it's just this fun, you know, family. Like she had no idea what we were watching, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, mom. So, I, I for whatever reason, I was like, I wonder if I get to see that again. And I was like, no, I'm watching a totally different franchise. So I've seen the first one. That's my experience. Seen the first one. But like, yeah. it's been so many years that yeah, I barely. My second experience is that excellent meme of Mister Rogers putting on his sweater, but his hand is the Freddy Krueger oh, hand. Yeah. yeah, so good. That, yeah. Is that was what was great about that franchise because it, it, it was just, everything was about just subverting pop culture, right? And just making everything just this demonic circus, yeah. you know, and then that you were just trapped in. And and another great thing is like the origin story from the first one, right? It's like he's a, he's a child molester, right? Who gets murdered On by sly, pa- child angry molester. parents. They, they don't go out right, say it in, in the original version. Yeah. yeah. Child what murderer. do they say? Child murderer? Child murderer. Child, yeah. yeah what do they say that he's a molester one. then? That's in the remake. Melissa, these movies, when did you start watching horror movies and, and this franchise specifically when you were young? When did I start watching horror movies? Yeah. As soon as I could walk and sneak <laughs> into the, like, towards the living room, my, my, parents would put me to bed and my brother was like older than me so they would come together in the living room and watch like a horror movie after i was in bed or so they thought because <laughs> so i would thought. so i would just go like commando style and just go you know and peek around the corner and watch all the movies with them but then i would be too terrified to watch them at the same time so it would just be this funny thing where i'd like act like i was sleep, sleep sleeping i'd go see the movie and then i'd go back to bed and then i would just scream all night and then they'd be like what happened and i'm like it's coming to get me well you that's know? why they never let you watch horror movies because they thought you were like some like really sensitive child yeah but i had like a more frightened by the air <laughs> yeah i learned to sleep like i was in a coffin just so i could get like a full 360 view of my room in the dark at all times <laughs> just Jesus. like a survival <laughs> method you know so yeah i don't know actually oh well i'll show you sometime (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh that was like how it started but then i just was obsessed with horror so i would just watch whenever i could and my grandma was the only one in my family with cable so whenever we'd go visit her 
uh, I would go sneak into her room, you know, and I'd immediately just <clears throat> go to like a horror movie just right nice, away. Nice. Yeah. So Dude, I, those... I just wound up watching killer clowns from outer space and just all kinds of crazy stuff. Fucking grandmas, man. You can really rely on them for like the good shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Grandma's yeah. Chips best. Ahoy. Mm-hmm. That fucking Jason Marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. They have, well, grandmas have no like, they have no stake in it. They're just, they're just like, they're just like, they're, I'm they're, just they're, gonna, they're, gonna chill I'm out and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember before that, so Jumanji came out, right? And my mom scared me out of going to the theater to see it. This, I'd say, is the one and only time I've ever been a pussy in my life. She, we were standing outside the theater, and she was like telling me that Robin Williams' own children were too afraid to watch it. And I was like in second grade or something. And I was like, you know, really just having anxiety. I was like, do I go into this movie? Do I not? And then I didn't. And then we went and saw it another day, and I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I was like, really, Mom? You thought I'd be too scared to watch Jumanji? And then from there, I was like, no, I'm, I'll watch anything. What is that one that... Um, was remade where they like ripped the turtle apart in the film uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know they remade that. They, I think they did, right? Uh, there was another one that they, they, they based off of it, like yeah, green f- yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy, what's his face? Um, oh, Eli funny. Roth. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was funny. There was a guy jerking off when somebody got decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like you know that you know because you can tell like what a writer's there director you know and they they were just like how can we make this more fucked up you know when she gets her head cut off this guy jerks off (laughs) brilliant you know (laughs) now this actor has to do that you know it's like all right he's like jesus my career is over before it's begun (laughs) so that's pretty cool yeah Torture porn, I don't know. But I mean, like, even talking about these new movies, it's like something about the Kruger whole, the series, something about it, even though it's scary, it's fun. It feels like real yeah. horror. You know what I mean? It feels like this, when you think of horror. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's because of that. It's because yeah. you, you know who he is, but the shit he's still doing, you it's it's you don't understand it. It's yeah. inexplicable. It doesn't explain any of your, any of a human's uh, normal parameters of what they need for sustenance or whatever, yeah. you know, or fulfillment, yeah. right? right? It's it's like beyond anything. It's like, why would you, why do you need to scare the kid, right? <laughs> why do you need to put him in your belly button? You know what I mean? Like, you don't, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? Yeah. Is there a kid in his ball sack? You know, yeah. you don't know. There and probably why. was, and he's, he's, he or she's probably the worst of them. Yeah, probably, <laughs> just probably, in Freddy Krueger's balls, you know. Probably the the last place you want to spend eternity <laughs> is in Freddy Krueger's nutsack. <laughs> did, did and did Ebert say like it lacked like soul or something? Yeah, I said it lacked soul. But it's yeah. like while I understand that there's something about like horror where like I don't know if I need the the, the soul there for like a franchise like this like. I'm not coming there to be psychologically traumatized, no, you know, in right. my soul. I'm coming there to see some shit that like kind of freaks me out that I've never seen again, like what we're sort of talking about, like this world. You've mm-hmm. given me this world. I don't need that world to have soul always, mm-hmm. you know, especially with horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's calling people like a bitch, you yeah, know? That's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> I, <laughs> Come get him, bitch. I'm oh, like, damn. I Yeah, there were a few. I wish I could, I should have taken notes. There were some times where I just laughed out loud by some <laughs> shit he said. I was like, this oh, sounds no. like I'm at a, like an open mic, but you, you've <laughs> well, got yeah. good material. He's just <laughs> telling jokes. That's what the funny part, you know, he goes like when uh, he brings the girl into the television, yeah, you know, yeah. she wants to be a star. He goes, death by stereo. Uh, and he pulls her <laughs> in, you know, which that's like an 80s joke, but that's so fu- hilarious. <laughs> Why is he riffing? That monster came out of that TV. I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is kooky, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, "What do you even say?" <laughs> yeah, I really wish we could have watched it all together. That would have been. Oh, uh, we almost did. We yeah. we tried to make that happen, but schedules did not out. permit. That's fine. That's fine. We'll 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 have we'll have our night at some point. We can watch we can watch part four, and it's it's just as cheesy with like ten dollars more of a budget. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, I love shit like this. Yeah. I do. So this was a pleasure. All right. So we're gonna before I get into my personal connection, which is which was surprising, <laughs> and we'll we'll almost certainly derail this discussion. Uh, I do want to um, we want to play the the trailer. I hadn't seen this trailer since. I don't remember. I think I've only seen like maybe one other time in my life, maybe on like on like a VHS tape. Whenever, remember when VHS tapes had trailers for other old shitty movies? And mm-hmm. it's yeah, like, I have like a hundred VHS in my home. Yeah, Melissa can attest to this. Yes, and like you would see these trailers. Like, these, <laughs> like when did these things ever come out? But um, we're gonna watch the trailer, and it's very unlike trailers today. I was really pleasantly surprised on how like how retro this trailer is in a way that you just do not see anymore. So. Here comes the trailer to uh, Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. 
Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Freddy's just around the corner. Like, I okay, I got chills when his <laughs> hand came out. And I would go see that movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you, like you're, what they do now, they just mishmash the movie together yeah. into a mini trailer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, who gives a fuck about that? I just saw it. There it is. Yeah. But it's like for for a younger audience, their first time kind of experiencing that, they're like, they won't care. I think when you get older, that's why you start listening to jazz and shit. You know? <laughs> that's why you start being, you start know, listening to jazz. You start inhaling yeah. cigar smoke. Like, you need oh something different. So, you, you anything. Just I, I am I am surprisingly old. I do not listen to jazz. I tried, I tried, I really tried to listen to jazz about 10 years ago. I was like, I should try, I should try to be the jazz person. Yeah. <laughs> I should try and to be the jazz. it just did not take. <laughs> you try to be the jazz just person. Just did not take at all. Like, when does the song start? Please make this stop. <laughs> Never. That's the point. <laughs> it's supposed. It's like a release. My my dad would listen to a lot of jazz, and he would take us to go. Like I saw Dizzy Gillespie at Central Park when I was like a little kid. Well, that's like legitimately cool. But yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, that was horrific. It was it scared oh, really? the shit out of me because I didn't know their cheeks did that when they played trumpet. Oh, you know. Wow. So when I first saw yeah. it, I was like, "Is he okay?" His head's three times as big. You know. And uh, but the music was good. So I don't know. I like jazz now more than I did before. I think it's because of that. Because the trailer's all right. like. All right. Well, yeah. then maybe next year I'll have you on, on the Jazz Bro episode, <laughs> which I'm sure I will have. I wanted to talk about uh, something that had come up on another podcast that I was recently on. And it, and it all happened right at the same time. I just watched this movie for this episode. And I was on uh, this. I was on Awkward Sex in the City, the podcast, also here on More Banana. And the, the two things converged. And I ended up remembering like this thing that I did uh, when I was in my teenage years, uh, before I even knew what transgender was. Um, I I basically taught myself how to lucidly dream myself into having sex as a lady. And like this Yo. was like this was like a power <laughs> yeah. that I acquired because I was a huge Freddy Krueger fan. And I never put the two together until. Until just the other day, when like all these things came together, like I, like uh, the lucid dreaming, the lucid part. dreaming thing, and like I was watching this movie, and I was like, oh, this is this is probably where I got the idea because right, it was all around the same time. Like these kids learned to control their <laughs> dreams, to like take control of the things that they that they didn't like about themselves or what they were afraid of, and like, and <laughs> you would have been a great character in that movie. <laughs> I would have because they didn't know about tra- right, so they, yeah, <laughs> everybody would have been, been like, "I'm a punk rocker," and then you just turn around, like, "I'm like, a hot I'm bitch." Becky, what's up, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. Wow. I'm like that. And Freddie would have been like. I don't even know how to react to yeah, this Freddy thing. Yeah, Freddie would have been like, dude. Hmm. <laughs> Freddie would have been like, I'm aroused, bitch. <laughs> Giving Freddie nightmares now. But like, and like, I, like, I, and like, it was, it got to the point where like, because I never, I never had sex as a teenager, not until I was 18. And, uh, and even then it was just weird and awkward. And like, I also never like masturbated even because I was that weird about my body that I just didn't even think about myself in the in the vessel that I was in uh, in any sexual way. And like I would I taught myself how to like lucidly dream myself into like into like female form and just get a whole lot of dick, a whole lot of dream dick. And to the point where I would, it, I would come. I would, I would come in my dreams, and I would actually physically come in real life. You, but in your dreams, you'd come as a woman, right? Yeah, as a yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. So it was like there was this weird like transference, and like it would, it'd be kind of jarring. Then I would wake up, but like. Um, it was all because of this movie. This movie in particular. <laughs> I mean, I'm just because I'm. I just had a flash of like all the scenes. I'm like that I said I liked. You're like the heroin thing. Yeah. Know? You're like it's all about sucking. And <laughs> um, how did you teach yourself out of the lucid dream? Purely by accident. Purely by like I, I like basically like I I worshipped this series as a kid. Like I I watched all the movies up until part six. Because uh, part six was a flaming pile of hot dog shit, and it actually offended me, so I stopped watching. <laughs> That'll it happen actually offended with me. A yes, movie, it was yeah. so bad that it actually offended me. But like, but like one, one, three, four, and five were like my like Bibles as kids. Like I watched these things repeatedly, and um, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like I would basically. I think I just learned through like trial and error. Like I just like I I learned that if I kept really still and if I like basically uh, try to put myself to sleep 
going up my body in, the, in kind of the same way that they do in Elm Street 3. Like they, they have those like group hypnosis scenes where like yeah, everyone. You, what you, when you said that, I was like, that's like hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I was doing that and I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. Like I never put the two together <laughs> until I started talking about it. Like I think that this, I think that this movie in particular, because it had that scene yeah. and it happened right at the same time I learned how to do all this shit, two and two went together. And like this is, this movie taught me how to have sex, weirdly enough. Wow. I'm just, I'm so confused by this film. I feel yeah. like you got a letter to write somebody. I think I do. <laughs> What's more like you used your imagination to teach yourself how to have sex. Yeah, That's even yeah. More impressive. Yeah, just by like, just being inspired, like somehow Freddy fucking Krueger inspired me to explore my transgender identity through the power of dream. Thanks, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Thanks, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Thanks for not killing me in my dreams. Like, I mean, I'm impressed. Do you I, lucid dream, Catherine? I have sleeping problems. I can't even, oh. I have a hard time getting to sleep. So yeah. I can hardly regular dream. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean? have any, yeah, I, I, I sleep like a rock. However, I seem to, do you really? Yeah. I'm so Ow. envious. I, yeah. I got a weighted blanket and that's helped. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Like I've tried everything. I've tried uh, meditating. I've tried the sleep hypnosis things, yeah. melatonin, Ambien. That's just fun to be high on and yeah. stay awake, that's and fun. it doesn't yeah. actually turn you racist. Um, <laughs> you have to be racist to begin with. Yeah, yes. right. Um, the gongs, the Tibetan gongs. I've tried. Um, I just I can't. Yeah, you listen to these gongs. I don't know. It's supposed to help. All right. Yeah, but everything will work for a little bit, and then it stops working. The blanket has been the best. So I would love to lucid dream. I find that I have, like, I had really fucked up dreams on Monday night because I had mm -hmm. a sort of big thing that I was doing that my mind was on. So all I did was dream about everything that was absolutely horrible <laughs> in my life. Yeah. It was, and that's what happens to me. Oh, yeah. Anxiety oh, dreams. Yeah. Those suck. Yeah. I've never been able to lucid dream. I always wanted to. I lost the ability, by the way. Really? Uh, people People have asked me, like, can you teach me how to do that? Like, it's like, I feel like. I feel like I, I'm losing out on a business opportunity because <laughs> I, no, consultant, I no longer have this ability. But like once I started having sex with like actual human beings, then it like then like I lost the ability to You only to get do one this. or the other, I guess. Yeah, you only get one or the other. So like once I found once I once I grabbed a hold of some real dick, it was like Yeah. Well your body just now just thinks it's dreaming all the time. Yeah, I guess like, so. We won. Yes. We won. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The dream is alive. Yes. <laughs> pretty cool i want to i'm gonna try to lucid dream but i'm gonna try it again i have so basically what it what happens is that basically you do like the self-hypnosis thing like they do in the movie and then like right when you feel um if i remember correctly right when i felt like i was about to fall asleep like when i couldn't feel like when my body felt the heaviest i would start to like pre-game the dream i start to think about what it, whatever it was what who i was and what kind of dick i wanted to have that night and then eventually I would fall asleep while I was thinking about it, and then I would be in the dream. And then, and then I knew I'd be in the dream when my body was completely weightless and I felt nothing but... Would it always be like in a, in a room or would you be like... Oh, no, it was. It got pretty elaborate. Nice. Like it actually... Like, That's I, cool. I, like the jungle. <laughs> yeah. I eventually... She's like in Legend. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> like exactly. I got... Wet dream of a fantasy <laughs> landscape. Yeah. No, there was like, and like there would be like, sometimes there'd be orgies and sometimes there'd be like, you know, just it would be, and sometimes it'd be like fancy situations. It was usually like, I, I didn't really like the whole like Dungeons and Dragons type stuff because like my best friend was into it and I really, I secretly hated him. So like, I just didn't want to be into that. So it was usually pretty, um, it was usually pretty like regular life stuff. And sometimes it would be like, even like, even mundane, like I would dream myself into like, like a like a boring like trailer park relationship. This was actually yeah. this is actually a big one because I grew up in Florida, so I would like. Should be a juggalo for a night. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some hot juggalo girl getting dick from her like <laughs> juggalo boyfriend. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Exactly. That would be. It's almost exactly the type of thing that I would come up with. But then there would be like flight somehow. Like we would start flying and shit. Mm. So. Uh, that was that was a big thing. There was often there was oftentimes sex and flying at the same time. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, when, when you lucid dream, you tend to be able to. Because my uh, Gene, my boyfriend, he he lucid dreams and he just flies. And so, I'm so jealous. The fuck, of course yeah. he so fucking jealous. lucid dreams. Yeah, I know. Jesus, I know. And it's, I wanted uh, one time, but with that blanket, I've started. So I've always every night of my life, 
I can I know when I'm falling asleep because of how much trouble I have. But with yeah. that blanket, I felt that feeling. I guess you were talking about the first one where I'm like I'm almost asleep, you know, and then you go yeah. instead of like oh god, like now we're sleeping, you know. And <laughs> so I'm gonna see if I can right. So so get yourself to that me. point, and you do, and and like I I kind of wish that I wasn't such a horny teenager because I kind of wish that I could now? have. <laughs> You wish well, you weren't? Why? I, I, because all I all I did was have sex. Like I I, I only used my lucid. I was I was basically like the horny trans person <laughs> of that kid that got laid. The, the mute kid. That's funny. Yeah. Like that's all I did with the power. Like all I did was get laid. Like I kind of wish that I would, I would have like done other things. Like become like a really good basketball player or something. That's something that point. would have been like completely outside of my thing. Like oh, I, yeah. I had no other interest in Dreamworld besides getting D. You were a teenager. I was a teenager and I was not getting any D. So <laughs> I was I was writing the wrong in 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 the land of dreams, I guess. But I kind of wish that I ha- I had some more imagination. I You're think the Freddy Krueger of Dick. Like, Freddy yeah. Krueger of Dick. Yes. <laughs> it's it's cool when you're a kid cuz like you can you can watch a movie and just get an idea about whatever frame of mind like lucid dreaming or anything and then just train yourself to do it secretly. Yeah. Like and then you yeah. just build up these completely useless skills you Absolutely. know but like wonderful you know because they they take you away into this you know whatever fantasy you're into and uh yeah and i was pretty cool i was such a movie kid that, I, that a couple of other times I, I was able to like like will myself into like stupid abilities like i became ambidextrous yeah. because yeah. i saw it in a movie and like oh i'm, I'm gonna try that that's so, what, yeah <laughs> so like i made myself become ambidextrous until i broke my right arm yeah see jesus <laughs> you start like, doing all kinds like well, put your I foot mean, behind your I, head I, I didn't break my right arm oh. in the in the act of becoming ambidextrous it, it like i did it oh and then i <laughs> like, and, and then i broke my right arm unrelated <laughs> to that then I, then afterwards like i'm not doing that again like i mm-hmm. i trained myself for six months to write with my other arm because uh, i don't know why i don't know what movie i saw that gave me that idea but it was some fucking stupid movie that like yeah. some guy taught himself to write with his other hand so he could forge documents because he, yeah. he had different handwriting with his other hand yeah it's all i don't know i was really into ancient egypt so i developed a very uh professional system of mummifying my dolls wonderful uh, it was pretty good exactly. actually it's pretty impressive it scared the shit out of my mom because she would just see these little she would see all the dolls she'd get me just mummified and lying around the house out to dry you know and uh she would come up to me with the dolls like are you okay <laughs> and i'm like yeah give it down and just dry i'm gonna make it was not finished yes yeah. right. barbie cannot enter the afterlife yet yeah. <laughs> this is her soul we're talking about yeah <laughs> I don't know, Catherine. Did you have any like uh, any anything like that? Did I, I? You didn't. Obviously, you didn't have any like dream dick powers because only I came up with that. <laughs> but did you ever have any like other things you were inspired by, like movies or TV as a kid that you like? I mean, the when you guys were talking, I don't know where I got it from, but my my dad bought me a recorder, like a, a tape deck that you could listen to or you could record. And I talked to that thing <laughs> a lot. This shouldn't surprise anybody. I no, I would be that's like wonderful. I would list out shit, and then when computers, when I got a computer with a little microphone, I started a radio show with my best friend called the Nakey and Nikki Show. Yeah. And the theme song was like the intro to a chorus line. So if you ever get that, it's like, and I was like, welcome to the Nakey and Nikki. I was like, I'm like, just. It's like you justify that that term, Chatty Cathy. Yeah, you know? I yeah. mean, it was really fun. My mom, like, you gotta, my mom is a very classy, prim, put together lady, and she's just like, how did this happen? You know, yeah. and I would also listen to, like, you know, like uh, musical soundtracks and like choreographed dances <gasps> on my tire yeah. swing Dude, or in the living room. I had the Little Mermaid soundtrack. Oh my god! And I would just like fuck the Little Mermaid. Like I yeah. like the story too, but I would just ma- do all kind of choreograph yeah. dancing, or yes. I would just take all my other dolls and make my own stories it's, up. It's, I just like the music. I made my know? Barbies have sex when I learned what I sex totally was. Totally made my Barbies oh, have yeah, sex in a absolutely. Baywatch tent. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. each other and it, with my brothers GI Joes. Yeah, and yeah. With, yeah. yeah, whatever the yeah. I had GI Joes as a kid, and they. It was a they lot. Also had sex. They it was a lot of there was a lot of butt fucking yeah. in, 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 in the, in the GI Joe army. There was <laughs> well, and also in the regular army. Yes, so a lot of don't ask, don't tell. Yes, <laughs> art imitates life. Yes, yeah. exactly. But d- doing those dances though felt so great. You know, I felt like just this, and I had this little next door neighbor Jonathan. So when he would we would babysit him. That was a 
that was a rough time for him, I think, yeah. <laughs> because I was like, you got to stand there and this. And sometimes I'd record whatever sounds we were making while dancing. And there's one around Christmas where you hear like the crescendo building and the music. And he's like, wait, I don't know what to do. Catherine. And then it like builds <laughs> it. I'm just like, you don't know whatever I'm doing. You, you just hear Catherine. And a one, and a two, <laughs> and a three. And then you got a like, child weeping in the background. <laughs> just, <laughs> yo, what's really fucked up. I got He'll kick turn. He'll kick turn. <laughs> <laughs> I had been in like ballet and shit, if you can believe it, for a couple years. So I had some of these elaborate costumes. They made you buy these costumes for the recital. Mm. So I had like you know, a small ice blue with like, you know, uh, silver sequins, little crown. And then I had like a Swan Lake one. And one morning before school, I got him in that ice blue one. <laughs> and I put myself in the Swan Lake one. <laughs> and my mom was like looking for us, like, where are you? You know, breakfast. And she comes down and she sees us both in this outfit. And so she loves it. So she takes these photos. His dad saw it. Not happy. You know, this is like um, some pilot. Not happy. Bad, mad dad. Jonathan moved to Hawaii. I only ever heard from him once in the family photo. He had broken his arm and he had a hot pink cast. And I was like, oh, oh I nice. see your yeah. future. And I, yeah. I hope I was a part of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Opened his eyes to musical theater. And, <laughs> I know. And they never stopped. That, that dad might one day find out who I am and murder me. That's how mad he was at those photos. The mom loved it, but... So, so you're that, so you're that kid's Freddy Krueger, basically. I am much the same way that you know, Freddy inspired me. From day yes, one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, being a kid was pretty cool. Yeah. Th- that age, yeah. everything after, sort of, <laughs> give or take, you know. Yeah, there's something about Freddy Krueger that I like that he was a murderer, child murderer. They yeah. murder him, and you think that's justice. But then he inexplicably has the right to come back and just terrorize them forever, you know? Yeah, and it's, it, yeah. I love that because that, like, it breaks all of the morality, you know? People are used yeah. to kind of living under. There was, like, this thing that I never understood about the the early Elm Street movies until I saw this again, where it was like, why is he killing teenagers if he's a child murderer? Like, yeah. he, he kills, like, eight-year-olds, but then he's killing 18-year-olds. And it, it never occurred to me that... In chronological time, these were the eight-year-olds that he just never got around to. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's cleaning the, up house. Yeah, he's just know? cleaning up house. Basically, he's getting them lit. He's getting you know, them a little yeah. late. He's tying yeah. up loose ends. Yeah, tying up loose ends. You know. Yeah, he's, he's, they just grew he's up. Gotta go back to hell soon. You know, he's just gotta. You know? <laughs> that's right. He's got. He's got. He's got no time. He's got yeah. no time. It never occurred to me like, oh, that's why. That's why they're like seventeen years old because he's been dead for ten years and he just hasn't got to them yet. Yeah. And that's why they're all eighteen, right? Is that from the first one or this or the third one? I think it's well. It, it was up until the third one, after the third one, and the fourth one beyond. Like they stopped being Elm Street kids. They just they were just teenagers. Like he just became mm-hmm. a just a demon who killed teenagers because they, they ran out of <laughs> so teenagers. Good. He's like, yeah. fuck it, let's yeah. go crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, they all. <laughs> it's, yeah. But I wish they would just make horror movies like that now. You know? And I, then they don't. I, you know what? I just watched actually. Um, it's uh, Don't Breathe. You know the one? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, did everybody see that? Why did... It sounds familiar. They break into... They, these burglars who are young, hot kids for some reason, they break into yeah. this uh, guy, blind like guy's house. Blind vet's house. Yeah. yeah, he's a blind military veteran. I right? have seen that. It's not super new, but it's recent. Not super new. Yeah, yeah. it's recent. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's just like... Oh, and it... I didn't hate that movie, though. I didn't hate it, but I, but it was also like there were certain things that I've seen in movies where they tr- it's like a weird, like I said, anarchy, atheism, always yeah. in the evil side yeah. of the, they're always on the dark side. So there was there's a part in the end, uh, towards the end where he's about to artificially inseminate the girl, right? Right, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. yeah. which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. see right. this is that's an example of what I'm saying, right? Artificial insemination, right? Like people, they're like, oh, this is horrific, right? Because of whatever, but I think that's like politically horrific you know what i'm saying but like it's not um inexplicable is what i'm yeah. saying you know what i'm saying like you you understand his his uh, motivation exactly. completely right. yes. and utterly there's nothing weird about right you're just like yeah he's a monster but this like you know whatever but b- because of that it's more like ew <laughs> you know it's a turkey baster full of cum <laughs> you know it's more that than than you're like oh my god you know it's it's like it's just like ugh. and then he he's he's coming up to her with that turkey baster you know 
and he and she's like don't do this and then he goes there's nothing you can achieve when you give up god or some shit like that oh, and then, you know right. what i'm saying yeah i forgot that was and that's thing. supposed to yeah. be his philosophy and it's like that's lazy you know yeah they always lean on on laziness on uh atheism or anarchy anarchist inclinations to kind of justify what a monster is and that's just like interesting really that's like that's like basic that. bitch you know yeah uh that's a basic mm. bitch 101 monster from like the 21st century you know i, think, I still didn't hate the movie i didn't hate it no i, I like it but I i'm thought, just saying yeah, i saw i know that. what yeah. it, sometimes those things ruin it then because i was like yeah. i was enjoying this up until this point and now we've just kind of glazed over something yeah that i didn't even need right i was i was here yeah i think that i think i think one of the things that you're getting at um melissa is that the with like the movies now either they're either they're throwing satan at you or, or they're doing like some serial killer it's they horror is like a really serious business for the most part <laughs> unless it's unless it's just completely dumb what they what they don't have a lot of is like the campiness mm-hmm. of like these yeah. these movies uh, i am going to play one more clip before we start to to wrap things up and this is um this is Every uh, this is every comedian or any entertainer's nightmare. Uh, this is the death of Jennifer uh, from the TV monster that we were talking about. Silly thing to ask you, but how many of what did they have to kill? To Can't make... say that because I'm a, I love animals and I've seen animal shadows. I bought it already red with black in it, so I didn't know what it oh, was. Oh, probably from an artificial bird. <laughs> did you ever go to any kind of acting school? Not in the beginning. I, I started on a talk show, you know. But when a young actress says, how do you succeed in this business, you don't study. always say you have to study. I think you should study. Death, study, work, and then maybe you can make it. Can I ask you something? Certainly. Who gave that fuck what you think? I remember seeing Jaja Gabor's name in the opening credits, uh, and I was like, "What the fuck is she gonna do here?" So she got a credit. She got. A, she got. Yeah, she got into big like credit. <laughs> right. She oh. got into the opening like crawl because of that like two lines. All right, so we're gonna start uh, pulling this car into the garage. <laughs> um, are we turning? Yes. The exhaust on. That's we're turning the exhaust on. We're I we're ending so. it all finally. <laughs> this. This gonna, nightmare is almost over now. Lucy uh, dream our way out of no, here, Lucy baby. Our way out of here. <laughs> no, I, I played that clip a because I, I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> it's so great. It's <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Big break. It's, what, yeah. it's, it's um, welcome to prime time, bitch. Is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And like, Amazing. And like, yeah, we were talking about like how Freddie gets all the best lines. Like that. That's a, that's a legit good line like that's a legit legit good piece of dialogue he says right before like killing a girl with a tv set Mm -hmm. um i don't know if i have any like any other reason to throw that in there other than i i just i really enjoy it and like anytime like an aspiring entertainer gets killed i i i really appreciate that it's like like one less asshole Uh, to deal with yeah 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 it's like a release it's like you get to watch like a mock-up of something you wish would happen like yes some people right <laughs> exactly no That's, harm done right exactly <laughs> I, put that scene on loop I, it's just <laughs> unfortunate it's unfortunate that tvs are so are so slim now that i don't think we could kill a person with one you, you don't think you could i mean if somebody's head went through an entire one of those flat screens they wouldn't i think if i think they would fall out the bottom i i think the weight of a human being would like would like rip out the bottom of that that monitor i think and survive 
and survive with a couple with, like, scrapes some scrapes and like some like loss of dignity and yeah. like maybe maybe like maybe they don't want to maybe, maybe they don't want to do comedy anymore i don't know but like they <laughs> would not Bam be Margera. dead get, him, yes. get that on a yeah. episode of whatever the shit that is what is it punked no that's uh, you know when they used to do the dumb shit like that oh <laughs> jackass? what's it called jackass oh, yeah, yeah. To try it out, yeah. Like, <laughs> try and kill themselves <laughs> in a flat screen TV. Sure, why not? I think they would do that. I, yeah. th- I think they would get back together for that. Right. <laughs> Just because we asked him. Just because we asked, like that's a good idea. We should try that. Um, I don't know if this movie really. Uh, I-, I think this movie reminded me of my own teenage uh, sexuality, just because of its unique qualities. Um, but I also think that the Elm Street movies, in particular were kind of like, on the one hand, they were kind of like teenage boy sexual fantasies. There's a lot of like hot women, boning goofy dudes in in this, either in dreams or not. Yeah, it was weird um, for me because I like goofy dudes. So it was also my fantasy. I like you know? goofy dudes too. I like some goofy dudes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, everybody's knees are getting met here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not a nightmare at all. It's a, it's a dream come true. Um, but do you feel like do you feel that because these movies were made for teenage boys as a very teenage boy feel? Do you feel like do you feel like you know anything that you didn't and maybe you don't? Do you feel like you've come away as an adult watching this with any like better understanding of the people that this was meant for? Uh, all I know now is that this movie exists. Um, that's it. I mean, do I have a better understanding of the psyche of teenage youth? <laughs> They're not that hard to figure out, I don't think. You know, I I was on the train today with so many of yes. them, and I don't understand them. Teenage youth. Teenage youth, you were on the way I, here. I reject them. On actually. the way <laughs> here. I understand. You saw, a, you saw some teenage youths threaten an adult. I did. I did. And... Um, I guess I have an understanding that I am not a teenage youth anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's just bigger, bigger feelings, you know? It's b- bigger, yeah. uncontextualized, pure, unadulterated, whatever the fuck your problem yeah. is, you know? Whether it's your <laughs> horniness or your rage, yeah. you know? Or even like happy giddiness or even love. You know, like teenagers feel shit in a way that I do not envy, honestly. I'm so I'm, a teenager. I'm, I'm very. Oh, I'm very happy to be where I'm at right now because as a teenager, when you feel something, it rocks your whole world. You know, you don't have any control. So I do think such a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> everything's a big deal. You know, that's why that's why teenagers are vulnerable in a different way. You know, they're just easy to manipulate because they don't. They're just they're just you know feelings. When, uh, feelings I mean, are just kind of con- yeah. like controlling their actions. I mean, I even feel like in this movie, I know these are like teenagers, but they didn't seem to. Well, yeah, they're like thirty five. I think though, I think Catherine, I think your teenagers could use some Freddy Krueger. I think your subway teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I just a couple of those kids shouldn't shouldn't be here anymore. Yes, <laughs> Freddy, Freddy should be throwing wow. them through some TVs. That, well, you know, I was like, that's a bad egg over there. That is a, I see a rough future for you. Just keep uh, replaying that uh, Welcome to Primetime bitch clip. Yes, you'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just have it saved on my phone. I'll just throw it in a kid's face, yeah. get my ass beat. But I'll be like, I hope you learned a lesson. That's right. I hope. I hope Sleep this no. Means more. That's it. <laughs> All right. This has been a lot of fun. We are out of time. Uh, Catherine and Melissa, you were guys were just on the last episode, but in case, in case the people uh, listening did not hear the last episode, uh, Catherine, where can they find you? Um, I'm you girl, you nasty. That's E W G I R L Y O U nasty.com or on Instagram with the same name. Yeah. Yeah. You do say ill weird. I don't know. You, you. But you say you. I say you. It sounds like you're saying you, girl, I know, you and I've noticed that because when people are typing in my Instagram, they type a Ew. you, but I say you. In your nose, they're like, ew. Ew. Yeah, there you go. Ew. 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 Yeah. You guys sound like a, like a big cunt. Just I'm going to come back and... But how do I say normal? Ew. 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 Ew, ew yeah, girl, see? you nasty. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to totally ew. change the way. This is going to alter how I say everything. <laughs> how did you come up with How did you come up with the name? Did, did someone say that to you? And you just... If, I'm going to be... Yeah, the, uh, a good friend of mine in high school, this was his AIM screen name. And when he retired it, I was like, this is who I am. He was like, yes, it is. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So it's not even my thing, but it is my thing, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. You know? Hmm. So, man... You know, yeah. takes a village. I guess that's right. There you name. go. <laughs> uh, 
Melissa, where can they find you? I, you can find all my crap on my website. It's MelissaDiazComedy.com. That's everything. Uh, show performance dates and where I'm going to be touring and when I'm going to be and Instagram and Twitter. It's all there. MelissaDiazComedy.com. Wonderful. And as always, uh, I'm Gina Bloom. You can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. Uh, you can find me right here on Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture on the More Banana Network. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I, I again, the movie probably didn't have a lot of like to talk about as far as men go. It's just a goofy horror film, but like it really meant a lot to me to like relive this part of my life. So, thank you all for taking this journey with me that none of us were expecting. Um, I hope you guys have pleasant. Uh, Lucid sex dreams. Try it at home. You know, you know, you don't know. You may be able to do it. I've lost the ability, but if I can do it, so can anyone. Uh, that's all we have for today. So, uh, welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>